Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is part two of my conversation with Anuja Chauhan, whose latest book is Club You to Death. And I, I love this guy, ACP Bhavani Singh's characterization. He's like so good. I mean, you know, so let's talk about that. And I like how, you know, through him, you put out these things and these, especially his observation on, uh, uh, on, 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 I think, Bhatti, mm-hmm. who's the secretary of the club. Yeah, and he's right. a former bureaucrat. This whole paragraph, I've marked it out. <laughs> Ex-home secretary Saab believes he is still in office, Bhavani thinks sadly, mm-hmm. shooting out orders and expecting them to be followed. His kingdom has shrunk to 32 thankless acres and even that will be taken away from him the moment this election is held. After that, it's just memoir writing and lit fests and funerals. Oh, well, who are we to disillusion him? I thought that was a perfect, great paragraph. You know? Thank you. So. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> truth. But it's true. We are all headed there only. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what makes it especially sort of poignant for this Bhatti is that, you know, uh, how ACP, uh, the ACP cottons on to exactly the problem with this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bhavani was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, like at somewhere at the point in the book, I said that Bhavani's superpower is radiating sympathy, you know, and he just sits there and he's yes. like, you simple, so sympathetically that people like just talk to him just because of that. That's his thing. And he doesn't believe in mm-hmm. violence. He believes in sympathetic listening and that he gets much more information that way. And so then if you take that as the core mm-hmm. value of the character, then you extrapolate from that base. And then, you know, well, he'll be a father of daughters you know his wife is an English teacher and uh, he's mm-hmm. essentially like a gentle soul he's a bit of a feminist he's sympathetic like he would then grow from that to all these things you know like if his yes, powers yes. I was very fond of ACP Bhavani Singh he's modeled on one of my older first cousins oh okay mm-hmm. and and the nice thing is that you know usually I mean with, with who done it you expect maybe not the older ones but say like you know Mm-hmm. Um, in the newer crime novels and stuff, this the guy, or maybe I'm like thinking of people like Ian Rankin, who always mm-hmm. have this alcoholic and uh-huh. um, yeah. embittered detective. Yeah. But in contrast to that, Bhavani Singh is like so he's so nice, <laughs> you know, unexpectedly nice for policemen. Like, I feel that a lot of these detectives, like you say, you know, they have these issues, like they're shooting up on something or they're troubled or they're alcoholics or they're like, you know, they're yeah. in the movies, they're like really swashbuckling and they like, you know, they hit people yeah. and they do all these kinds of exciting things. And uh, I didn't want that. Maybe at, like if I'm looking for a core for Bhavani, more a little like 
you know, uh, Father Brown, perhaps in the Chester yeah. uh, novel, some little okay. more, like like little more of that gentle vibe, you know, of someone who's mm. sort of unhurried and slow, and also maybe it's just a reaction to all the very violent stuff I've been seeing on the OTT platforms. Because yes. whenever there's a crime, mm. it's so gritty and gruesome, and matlab, you know, everything like the blood and the gore. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. When I started writing, yeah. the, my publisher used the phrase "cozy crime" and said "cozy." Cozy crime is a genre, and I'm like, yeah, I can do cozy crime, man. That's like, <laughs> I'll do cozy crime. I can't do all this, you know, uh, gratuitous sex and violence is really not my game. Yes, yeah. yeah, we've been having a lot of that lately, and it's become yeah. a cliche almost, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, if one was to see this on television, it would be such a refreshing change. Nobody's cussing. I mean, they are. They're saying like some words, but it's not like you know, it's a constant in your face. Mm. And <laughs> so if one is on the edge, just watching the damn thing, you know, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, no, I like, I like, like my mom and I used to watch a lot of detective fiction. She had crushes on all these old men. Okay, my mother, yeah. she had a crush like on Inspector Morse and then she had a crush on... <laughs> Buddha does I know remember they all these so I'd sit in a house in Australia and we'd get inside her fluffy bed cover you know her fluffy quilt and then we'd watch all these old men solving crimes and <laughs> and uh, so maybe I just got you know the old fox there was some call then then there was yes. there was this inspector Moss who she really liked and then there was another yes, one yes. Called, uh, what is his name not this he's got some he's got some OCD right Oh, and he's always cleaning the place up and he's quite manic about it. I'm forgetting his name now. No, not the monk. It's one of those. So anyway, so like, you know, she used to watch that kind of stuff. I like that thing, that little rural setting. Huh. Everything is beautiful on the surface. Yes. Everything is beautiful on the surface, but huh. something tainted lurks beneath. That kind of thing is more the kind of thing I would yes. like to try and write. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got that. You've got that, you know, but transferred to a like to uh Latin's Delhi. <laughs> you know. And talk about talk about the setting. The setting of Latin's Delhi and the people in it and you know, the the snobberies and the inequalities as well as the coziness. You know, yeah. talk about that and how you're so familiar with it to write, to be confident to write about it so well. No, it, it's actually just, uh, I mean, I, I always write this stuff with a lot of affection and I hope that's come through. You know, I love mm-hmm. love life. For me, it's so nice to sort of finish all your homework and get the children's team and say, we will go to the club and we will drink shandy and be cooth. You know, it's nice. <laughs> it, it's, huh. it, it's a good way to spend your Sunday morning and meet other people there. So I do like that culture very much. And, you know, if you're going mm-hmm. to if you're going to write a book about a club, then let's just plump for the best club there is now. Why would I go? <laughs> <laughs> and then be in the thick of the city and in the thick of the Latin zone and say, okay, here you go, have a posh club. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there it's like just reaching for the shiniest fruit and saying, I'll write about this. Uh, but mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I try to write with affection. I hope nobody's offended. And uh, I, I do write it with fondness. But like, you know, if you've got a year out and you're listening, mm-hmm. and I love overhearing people. I love eavesdropping on people, especially drunk people on a Thursday night at the <laughs> club. It's great fun. People say such really amusing things. And um, 
so many people have not got so many memos and so many people have not smelled the coffee about like yaar aapka matlab ab nikal gaya time you know please try and get that so all that stuff like for me some people can consider it sad or some people can consider it poignant but I always consider it really funny so mm. yeah Yeah, you know, and I also like how you've got this thing about you know the inter intergenerational stuff about how you know younger people are so politically correct, and yeah. many people who are in their late forties and fifties are not, you know, yeah, and yeah. will blurt out things like the women in the club do blurt out things, mm. you know, about how somebody's daughters are ugly when she herself is a great beauty, you know, mm. things like that, and then mm. Kashi saying. you know like kind yeah. of holding back and thinking my god how can people say things like this and be so cruel no and then god and then the aunties are like oh ho oh, your generation is too politically correct and it is true people do think that no <laughs> i i can't my children muzzle me i can't open my mouth in public and even at home they say mama please don't say that outside please don't say that if anyone is saying you cannot talk like this and oh my kids are the same फिक्शन but you've not gone like you said cozy cozy crime you know <laughs> to talk about that it's uh, see i write for look as a reader i like books that i can read it for me the ultimate mm-hmm. compliment is uh, is when someone says i reread your book i read them again and again you know your book is in my bathroom and i read it on the pod for me like these are huge compliments <laughs> you know because it means mm-hmm. that hey you're coming back again and again so uh, mm-hmm. for that is layering so like you're saying people may not notice but may not may, may not notice on the first read but you may notice mm. on the read so so for me um you know that i like something and i'll catch it again and then i laugh so um i feel okay yaar maybe no one will notice but meanwhile let me just put it there because to me it just makes the whole thing more authentic and more real and uh, um, more evocative or whatever so i try to do that hmm do you think i mean i think this is the sort of like you can have a series are you thinking of that Yeah, I'm definitely thinking of taking Bhavani Singh here and there. He's on the brink of retirement, so he could go anywhere. Mm. And mm. 
I would so I would see how he's received. I'm very fond of him and his wife and Padam Kumar. So, uh, like, if the book does well and the publisher gives me good feedback, then I would definitely want to write more. Hmm. Because I can see this, like you know, like you said, when people return to uh return to a book or a you know when you have a a good character, you know, especially in detective um, crime mm. fiction, you want to like meet him again and again, and you want mm. to like be immersed. It's very comforting. Yeah, so I was thinking when you set out, you know, like that. Yeah, it is. Well, that's the ambition. Now the rest is for like when the book comes out to see what feedback I get and how my book mm-hmm. Hani is received. I'm feeling very protective. No, I think we'll be well received because I'm finding him very, him very refreshing, <laughs> and his relationship with his wife is also really nice. Yeah. What a uh, what a relief. Hey na, hey na. I mean, this someone yeah. this someone to have a normal home life that is only like yeah. a miracle that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Not your psycho, you know, who's always like pissed off and you know uh, and unhappy. So I'm glad. I'm also. <laughs> what was the most difficult thing about writing this book? The most challenging. Well, yeah. No. So basically, I'll tell you what was tricky this time and what was new was that th- there was a killer and the killer had to be hidden all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the killer had to be produced and then when you go backwards there should be a couple of things that would say ah of course why didn't i see that you know yes um, yes now this is tricky for me because i already know who the killer is right ah so i need other people to read it to tell me if it's working i can't oh. tell myself because i know so i can't surprise yeah. myself with the ending you know so i need somebody else and it became hard because did my family when i started writing the book obviously i told them you know so and so is going to be the murderer so my whole family oh my also knew. so my whole family also knew and usually i rely on my family so i'm like guys is it like you know is it as plain as the nose on my face have i successfully camouflaged it and they also don't know because they also know you know so that <laughs> that is the hard part so i had to go looking for people who haven't read it at all and then said okay you read it and then could you guess could you guess and they're like no we couldn't guess and then i just have to take the word for it because it's something i can't no. judge yes yeah so oh. that was, yeah that was tough oh one never thought of this as being you know wow. yeah i never thought of what uh, writers of crime fiction do they probably all doing this because if yeah. you're living with a character how would you know Yeah, you can't like because you know from the top, so it's not a surprise for you, but it has to be a surprise for other people. So how do you judge if they're really getting surprised or not? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is an insight. <laughs> <laughs> and when my kids would tell me, like when they were small and the friends would come over, I would play hot and cold, right? I'd hide something in the room uh-huh. and I'd play hot and cold. And they said, "Mama, please don't do this. With the book, you'll hide it in some obscure place, and nobody will find it. And your clues are terrible. They are very bad, and they're very vague, and uh, nobody can find what you hide." So I was really worried about that. <laughs> so you're worried that that sort of thing would uh, would yeah. translate into the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to write this book? It didn't take very long. I think it took about five months in all. Also, because I'd spent there was such a huge gap between books, you know. Um, wow. My last book came out in two thousand and seventeen, and this book okay. I finished writing in June of two thousand and twenty. So that was like a three-year gap between books, and wow. um, yeah. So I think I thought a lot about it. So the actual writing didn't take too much time at all. Okay, 
for the readers i think you should go out and buy this book club you to death uh, i'm finding it like really uh, very enjoyable it kind of brings together social commentary and you know makes you think about people you know and, and uh, certain types of people all sorts of things very interesting i'm finding it very enjoyable anuja thank you thank you hey thank you manjula <laughs> This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.